All right, so let's get into it. Today, we're, uh, well, before I get into that, uh, and I guess this is, uh, this is kind of ties into what we're doing now, but we really have to take a look at what's going on in every area of our life, right? I mean, we just got to start taking inventory. So today we're going to be talking about where's my money. But um, what's even more important is where's my happiness and where's my relationship? Where's what is like the status of everything? Right. So uh, it, what will be a sad situation? Imagine getting all the money in the world and you're still not happy. And you thought that that was the thing that would have made you happy. And it doesn't. Which leaves you where? You know, what I mean, like you imagine spending your whole life like chasing something that you thought would make you happy and then you get it and you're still not happy. I've seen that a lot. Um, I've, I, I'm blessed and fortunate to know that um, like since the days of the cheesecake factory, I am happy to report that I am just as happy today as I was when I worked my job. Um, is I learned early just an appreciation for life. You know what I mean? And the more we complain, it just kind of shows our lack of faith in whoever we believe in. It shows um, uh, 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 our, our, our abundance of ungratefulness once we start grumbling and complaining and things of that nature, okay? I just uh, wanted to share that with you all um, before we start talking about money. <laughs> because I do feel like the accumulation of money can provide some happiness, not because of the thing that you get, but the thing that you can do with the thing that you get. We have a little more time. You know what I mean? Me and Donnie, we just released an episode called, I, I, I forgot what we called it, but it could be something like, can you afford to get sick? So if you start setting yourself up to a point where you're looking in the future, like, man, if I were to get sick next year, wouldn't it be amazing to not have to worry about income? But if that's the case, we have to think through that. And a lot of us build our businesses or build our whole lives based on our ability to earn. But imagine if someone in your family is not doing well. Can you take off a few days to go hang out with them? Can you spend those last moments? So that's why I think it's really, really important that we at least consider, we at least consider um, finding our money, like trying to find the money that's, that people owe us. Okay. This world owes us some bread. Okay. So here, here we go. Where's my money? The first thing we got to discuss is where's the money that you have now coming from? We got to start to consider the sources, the stream of income. So if your job is your stream of income, we have to look at that and say, wow, my job is my only stream of income. If anything happens to my job, then I no longer have a stream of income. Or let's just consider if this stream of income is enough. Is your job stream of income enough? Now, some people would, I, I think most people would say, no, it's not enough, but sometimes it is enough. Um, and we're not taking into consideration the second thing that I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to hit that just yet, 
But we want to take a strong look at where is all the current money coming from? So you might have a job and a dream, some sort of business on the side. We've got to know what those numbers are. So I've been talking to uh, uh, my account. I'm, I'm telling you, this is no easy task, even when you have help. I always want to get a picture of where I'm at, where the money is coming from. Because if you don't know where it's coming from, you don't know where to like lock in on. You don't know. So if your major stream of income is your job, you may want to consider, hey, let me go a little harder to get what what will be the next um, next level of income that I can get from this particular stream of income, which is my job. If that is not what you're really aiming to do. We need to consider whatever our side income is. We need to figure out where that money's coming from and what is the activity that's attached to us making that money. Because if we take a long, hard look at it, we'll realize. So we were just, I think it was Camille. And she said, well, I reached out to 10 people and I got somebody to commit to doing a podcast, right? It was 10 people, right, Camille? Was it 10? I don't want to mess up your story, your testimonial. Was that right? Yes, it was, it was 10. 10. It was 10. So the 10th person, for sure. So the 10th person said, yes, I'd be honored, which means we have to take a look at that. If that is income, right? Let's just look at that as income, that win. Someone's saying, yes, that's a win. That's going to be considered income right now. We know that if we want to get another person to commit, we want to get another income coming in, which is that 10th person, we got to talk to 10 more people. So today we probably need to call 10 more people or reach out to 10 more people. Because right now the ratio says, if I do this 10 times, I'll get a reward once. So if we want 10 rewards, we got to talk to hundred people. So we got to take a look. Look, I, I, I've cut off some income streams because they just weren't enough. And I'm starting to analyze it. Dang. The amount of time, energy, and attention that I'm putting into this income stream, is it worth it? I got a, I got a stream right now that, so I start cutting stuff off. I have one right now that I'm, I'm strictly, I'm really considering cutting off. And it, here's the crazy thing. It's not, I don't think it's not making me money, but I can't tell because the accounting is off. And I'm like, yo, I'd rather, I'd rather not do it. Even a little attention that I'm giving it, I'd rather not do it because I don't think th that income stream doesn't move the needle because I don't think I'm making much money. I could be losing. I don't know though. But I don't even have the time to like really get into it. So anyway, I want you to just kind of consider to yourself, how many streams of income do you have? How many streams of income do you have? And what's the most profitable? So what that might look like is someone who has, I don't know, let's say you have 10 t-shirts, right? Or one t-shirt in six different colors. Today, we got to consider, let's outline, let's lay out all these six different colors, find out which one's selling the most. Because you'll realize probably one of them aren't selling at all. Another one sells very sporadically which means we need to discount those, get those out the way, and then go heavier on the one that people are buying. And I know what you're thinking. Well, people want options. Well, I'm telling you, 
like I, I sold one t-shirt in this one brand, the same color for like four years now. And it doesn't stop selling. It just does not stop selling. I've never even made another color of it. Because I looked at it, I've tried some other colors. I'm like, yo, it still don't hit like the one. So we're going we gonna to go heavy on this one. So this is called like miniature accounting. All right. So we need to we need to get a hold on what's coming in right now. Is it enough? And how are we going to how are we going to like uh, 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 improve that? Right. Or cut it off to do something else. OK. Number two, where's the money that you have now going? So the first one was the money that you have now. Where's it coming from? Let's just be clear on where it's coming from. The second thing is the money that I have now. Where's it going? What's more important than money coming in is taking account of the money that's going out. It is not easy. I'm telling you, I'm still, I'm, this is still a major concern for me I, because I don't, I don't have a tight grasp on where the money's going. I have a better grasp than I had, but it's still, uh, I need to know. I need to know. So listen, I'm not, I'm, this is going to be a journey and a process. But basic, on the basics, and this is one thing that I mastered when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory. Every dollar that went out, of, that came into my, my life and went out, I wrote it down. And one day I'll show you all those notebooks. I got some old notebooks around here where I just wanted to master where the money was going. In one month, I just calculated, okay, where, what are all my expenses? And it answered a question that I had, where are my money going? Y'all ever feel like that? You get some money, but now you don't have any money. And you don't know. You're not quite sure what happened, but you know you had some money. You just got paid or you just got a lump sum of money. And now you just don't have it anymore a week later. You're like, okay, I know I did spend some and then I invested some, but you don't know exactly where. There's one thing that I mastered, at least your personal experience. Have you been using Mint to manage your finances? Well, if so, I have some bad news. Mint's going away. It's shutting down. But here's some good news. There's an even better alternative. It's called Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and are absolutely loving it. Did you know that money issues are a leading cause of divorce? Monarch, which is the top-rated personal finance app, it also has a built-in collaboration feature so that you can invite your partner at no extra cost. It's the easiest way to manage your household finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and much more. You can create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com forward slash social. And get this, Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint so you can keep all your tags and categories. And unlike other personal finance apps, Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to set up and to customize and to use it all together, okay? Monarch is absolutely obsessed with constantly improving a product. So they actually release updates every two weeks and allow customers to submit suggestions so you can actually vote on requested features and you'll be able to see the product roadmap. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com social. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash social 
for your extended 30-day free trial. Look, black representation in media means the world to me. I remember watching Arsenio Hall and Montel Williams and Oprah Winfrey. I remember seeing these black voices and I thought, you know what? I want to control a room like that. The next generation, however, of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today. Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Schmurter to The Wire, Michelle Obama, the reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Listen, black representation is important. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices uh, as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get podcasts. Expenses, at least your personal expenses. You should know how much your personal expense, personal expenses are. House, car, gas, electricity, uh, insurance, lights, water. How much do you spend on food? What I'd love for you to do is go through, um, one, stop using cash. Okay? Stop using cash. And why am I saying to not use cash? Why am I saying that? What do you think? Can't track it. Use cash is really a guesstimate. You know, really. And Monaco is accurate track of it. So hard to keep track of cash. It's a way to trick yourself. (laughs) At least you'll get rewards points from the credit cards. Of course. But if if we are using cash, it's going to be really, really hard to track. Unless you're keeping your receipts. It's going to be hard to track where the money went. So I don't use cash for anything. I'll keep a little bit of cash on me. Um, and at my church, I'll give offering. I'll do my tithe with a check. But I, I very rarely use cash because I learn. And think about this. I had to learn this process because working at the Cheesecake Factory, I'll come home with cash and then I'll spend it. But I don't know where it went, so I can't really track it. Even at the end of the month, which is the most important part, at the end of the month, identifying what all the money I spent, I couldn't. So I got in the habit, and at this point, I was using my debit card, because at least I can log into my bank and see exactly where the money's going. So what I would love for you to do, for those who don't use cash often, is I want you to go through your August statements your August statement, and let's start calculating and putting putting everything that we spent in a category. 
the major category that you're going to find is food. Food is killing you. It's absolutely killing you. And you think that Starbucks coffee is $3. It's just $3. You've got $3. But you do it every day, multiple times throughout the day. We go to Starbucks, then we go to Wendy's, then we do the five for five. And we got these little bits of money that you don't realize you're spending $30 a day on weird stuff. If you spend $30 a day over the course of a month, it's $900. Every Yo, you know what you could do? If I gave you $900 to flip, do you think you could turn it into $1,800 over a course of 30 days? Like, what, what do you think? Do you think if I gave you $900, let's just round to $1,000. If I gave you $1,000 and I said, if you could turn this $1,000 into $2,000, I'll give you $10,000. You would do it in your business. I know you can. I know you could. So when you spend the $4 on coffee, $100 on sneakers, what have you. And I'm telling you, this is going to be a rude awakening when you go through this process. If you see $1,000 leaking out of your household, it's not the coffee. You think the coffee costs you $3 when really that coffee is costing you $2,000 because you would turn at $1,000 and $2,000 if you invested in your business. So you're drinking $2,000 coffee. You're eating a $2,000 burger. I'm telling you. So, oh, can y'all hear that? They're doing some work on my house. Sorry. Okay. All right. So I want you to identify what your biggest expenses are. One, identify the biggest expenses. Number two, I want you to identify your most frequent expenses. Your biggest expenses. And then your most frequent expenses. Also. Are there holes in the boat? We want to just identify those little holes that are in the boat. What you'll, what you'll realize going through this process as well is there are some things that are on um, auto payment that are hitting your card that you haven't used in years. There's a gym membership on some of y'all. Okay, some hour, hour. Okay, because LA Fitness is hitting me and I ain't been there in three months. And I'm thinking what I need to do, and this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to cancel my membership, and until I can get consistent with doing some sort of exercise in my house, I'm out of that. But I know there's a, bu there's a bunch of little stuff on my account right now that I'm going to go through, and I'm, gonna, I'm going through this process with you all, Okay. So we're going to identify our biggest expenses, our most frequent expenses. We're going to identify all the little holes in the boat, the, th the money that we're just throwing stuff away. And also, we got to consider how we can stop the bleeding. Jose, your hands up. What's up, bro? No, no, no. I, I actually put in the chat and somebody had actually coached me. I think it was Janita, but... Um... I was just trying to figure out what at Starbucks was $3. Because when I get my white chocolate mocha, that don't be like 13 So, nah. <laughs> really? Golly. See, I don't know. I mean, I'm exaggerating like a little bit. I be, I be exaggerating, but I be like, I seen it at Dunkin'. I seen it at Dunkin' for $3, but not at no Starbucks. It'd be like 7 
Golly. Oh, cap. Man. Man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all my coffee drinkers, man, because y'all be addicted, too. And you can't stop it. You can't even start your day without coffee. <laughs> I know Jimmy on here like, oh, my gosh, I messed up. I haven't had my coffee. <laughs> I just oh, got to say Duncan is better. I just got to say Duncan is better. Duncan is better, see? And they 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 willing to fight and defend it. That $3,000 coffee. Dave, real quick, though, as we bring up Duncan, here's another thing, too. And it's kind of off topic, but have y'all noticed it used to be Duncan Donuts, right? It used to be Duncan Donuts. But what happened is they dropped the donuts. Now they're in the same lane or a similar lane as Starbucks. So when we talk about branding, right, it's like, oh, I already do this. I do this thing a certain way, but y'all got to look. And when you go there, they're like, now we're a drink option to just happen to have donuts there. I, rem I remember being Dunkin' Donuts. Now they say, nah, we a coffee spot. You know what I'm saying? I want y'all to peep the branding. Peep the branding. Remember, we producers versus consumers. Producers versus consumers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate that, my brother. Um, see, a brander's mind never stops seeing brands. All right, look. Um, all right, cool. So number one is we got to identify where the money that we have now is coming from. Number two, we want to know where it's going. Number three, number three, and this is important. Is there any money in your couch cushions? Is there any money in the couch cushions? This is what I mean. Here's what I mean. Uh unrealized opportunities for income. There's some money that we're just like, we're leaving on the table. Like, is there some hidden money somewhere? So I'll, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. We have a book club, right? And every month we're going to get a book. And most people are going to get it from Amazon. And between Brendan Marlin uh, for a long time, it was like, oh, Dave, why don't you have an affiliate? You should have an affiliate link because you are going to be giving out all these recommendations. We're going to have hundreds of people buying books. This is unrealized income. Now, I believe either Brent or Marlon or whatever, they set it up because I told them they could just go on and do that. But I think, no, I know because Brent, you didn't even do it or something like that, right? No, I did set it up. They shut me down. Then Amazon, uh, Marlon set it up and they shut him down too. It's, you have to go through your own website. It's weird. Anyway, we're trying to navigate that, but yes. Why are they shutting it down though? It, because the links are going directly to Zoom and like, you know, because we're sharing it on Zoom. So you have to have content on a page that you share. I don't know. It has to go through your website somehow. And it, Anyway, so we're having some challenges with them. So they'll give you the income that you made, but they shut you down. So gotcha. we're we're having some challenges. So what we can do, there's unrealized income, right? Because if that is the case, there's somebody who can build a landing page for a few hundred dollars and we could do it that way. However, yeah. however, we as a whole, we would much rather just blame it on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> right? For months. And we know, we know there's another book. Question for you. Why do you want to learn a new language? Like, where would you use it? And how would it come in handy? Think about this, right? Listen, you always wanted to learn a new language. Well, let me introduce you to Rosetta Stone. It is the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. 
and it truly immerses you in the language that you really, really want to learn. Listen, I am looking to really dive deep into Rosetta Stone this year. I tried it. It's really, really fun because I always wanted to be able to reach a broader audience with my business. So we've got to learn this Spanish. Espanol, baby. Listen, Rosetta Stone has been the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 different languages offered. So if you want to learn Spanish or French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Polish, 25 different languages offered. Also, um, it's fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. For one, there's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's a very intuitive process, meaning you pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's designed for long-term retention. Also, speech recognition. The built-in true accent feature gives you feedback on your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also convenient. Like I said, you can use it on desktop or app um, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You will get a lifetime membership for all 25 languages, for any and all trips and language needs in your life, lifetime access, all 25 languages for 50% off, Rosetta Stone is offering you a steal of a deal. Listen up, y'all. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Social Proof Podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com forward slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com forward slash today. Do it today. I get it. I know what's going on. Your business was rocking, but now you're falling behind. Teams buried in manual work, taking forever to close the books. Getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. This is you. You should know these three numbers. 37,025-1. 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and much, much more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all your KPIs or key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. Listen, there's power in having organization in your business, having all the information in one place. With disorganization comes poverty. Trust me, this is an unprecedented offer by NetSuite. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance. Absolutely free at netsuite.com slash social proof. That's netsuite.com slash social proof to get your own KPI checklist. Netsuite.com slash social proof. Coming when if 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 we are like locked in, I'm just saying there's holes. There's there's money in our couch that we're it, it's unrealized income that we know we can go get. So if y'all ain't going to do it, 
I'm, I'm telling you, I'll go, I'll get a website and put it up there. It'll be morningmeetupbookclub.com. We're going to take care of it. <laughs> Thank you, Brown. I appreciate it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We got to realize, we, there, there's got to be, like, there's always some unrealized income. Here's the question, or not the question, the statement. We got to find opportunities to make a little more off of what we're already doing. What are the opportunities to make a little more, just a little more off of what we're already doing, right? So what I could be doing is implementing in the, in the beginning of the episodes, hey, this episode is sponsored by whatever I'm wearing, which is probably going to be my own brand and putting a link in the bio. That is, it's money on my couch and I just don't say it and I just don't do it. And I thought about it as I was putting this talk together today and I'm like, oh crap, there's money on my couch. It don't take no extra effort, but it will probably turn into, let's just say, at least $1,000 an episode in apparel because I don't even promote it. Imagine that. Imagine if every episode, let's just say for that month, I made an extra $1,000 just by promoting the sponsorship on the wet, on the, the podcast episode. I released two a week. That's $8,000 a month. That's an extra hundred thousand, an extra a hundred. Imagine a hundred thousand in your couch that you didn't even realize. Which, by the way, would probably um, have people reaching out even more to sponsor their apparel on the website, which I'll get paid for that, too. So there's money on my couch. There's money in your couch, too. But we, but we have to like, we have to like sit there and think through how we can get this unrealized income out of our couch. Okay, let me get into this real quick, and then we'll take Q and I think we're gonna do Q and A a little early. Probably not. I don't know because what I'm about to say might take long. I don't know. There's three ways to scale a business. Okay, there's only three ways to scale a business. Everybody talks about scaling, and I want to scale. When really, there's only three ways to scale a business. Only three. How many? Three. Good. All right. I was saying that like I was live, like I was really going to respond. Three ways to scale a business. Number one, customer acquisition. Meaning, if you want to scale a business, you have to get more more customers. So our question might be, how would I get more customers? I need more customers. But you can't even really ask that question if you don't know how many customers you got. If y'all don't think I'm tracking the the uh, the the um, attendance and the enrollment of the morning meetup, you're crazy. Because if I'm going to scale the morning meetup, I know that one of the ways to do it is customer acquisition. But I need to know how many people are coming and how many people are going, which is a, a constant cycle. And we got to look at, Remember earlier I said, let's look at the streams of income. I need to see what it's doing. So we're running ads now and they're working. But sometimes, sometimes, my man Dave has been educating me on ads. Sometimes the life cycle of, cycle of those particular ads, it starts costing more to acquire the customers. So I got to start. I, I, we have to continue to track that. Because one way to scale a business is customer acquisition. How do we get more customers? How do we get more customers? You, some of us may focus on this particular area of scale. 
getting more customers. Now, you might not want to focus on this one. Maybe you'll go to the second one. Number two, because there's only three ways to scale a business. One is customer acquisition. Number two, charging more, raising the average order value, meaning getting customers that spend with you to pay more. We could charge more for our services. That's a way to scale a business. If you start to charge more for the same process, so for, for instance, there's two ways, and I'm just using Morning Meetup because you all are members, right? You find it valuable. For one, you all wouldn't be here if the value didn't outweigh the investment. My goal is to make this a $1,000 a month program that we just charge $79 for. So of course you'll stay. If you get a lot of value, if you get $1,000 worth of value per month and you only have to pay $79, of course, you're like, okay, I'm with that. I like that. We do the dollar trial as a way to number one, customer acquisition, because the barrier has to be low. If I'm saying, oh, well, $79 a month, some people are looking at it as a bill until they come experience it. So we do the dollar trial. Look, come test it out. Come see what's happening. Just, just check it out. Let me show you something real quick. Let me show you something real quick. Y'all all right? Y'all good? I like being able to teach you all based on the model that you're paying for because y'all know the value, right? It's not, I ain't trick y'all into the morning meetup, right? Okay, so um, yes. So this was one way for me to, and I, I implemented two of them. I implemented two of them. This, I use my board all week, so the board is expensive. So I'm gonna use this joint. <laughs> Some things I could just say, but because I bought the board. Okay, yeah, we're not gonna get the film now. All right, here we go. Okay. All right, come on. All right, here we go. Bang. Bang. Okay. And then I'm there. All right, sorry, this is something else. Okay, so customer acquisition, customer acquisition. The strategy is the $1 trial because I can get more people to invest a dollar than I can $79. Does that make sense? I can get way more people to invest a dollar than I can $79, which if someone finds it valuable, then they're like, yo, I'll stay. And I'll invest the 79 because it's more valuable. That looks like a two. I want y'all to get it twisted. It's $79, guys. Okay. So this is a part of my customer acquisition strategy. But the second way of scaling a business is raising the average order value. Now, what we had was everybody that came in, hold on. Average order value. Everybody that came in invested a dollar, right? So one of my friends said, one of the ways to scale a business is to raising the average order value. Now I'm not raising the, I'm not raising the cost of the program, but what we did do was give an opportunity for someone to invest more. 
So I'm going to give another couple hundred dollars worth of value up front for 38 bucks. So, well, actually, we added $37 where you get my book, you get another book, and you get an assessment. You get like the, uh, the personality assessment, all for $37. The assessment alone, I was charging $500. But because they're coming into the morning meetup, I want to add more value and I want to keep customer retention. Well, I, we put this on the front end because of it. Because at first, all, the only the most money you could spend is a dollar on this trial. That's it. So we added this package for thirty seven dollars. Take this note: the only reason people don't give you more money is because you don't have something else to offer, or the only reason people don't give you more money is because you don't have a, a, you're not giving them an opportunity to give you more. Okay. Y'all all right? Y'all good? Okay. What's happening now, right, is 30% of the people who invest this dollar do the $37. 30%. So what we're doing is, out of 10, let's say, um, yeah, out of 10 people, three people would invest the $37, which is 38 bucks, right? Which is $117, I believe. Don't quote me. Yes, $38 times, yeah. Okay, let's just, let's just say, okay, 100 and, what is that? Uh, uh, $116, right? What's up, family? Listen, a new year for many people means resolutions to save money. So stop shopping without getting anything in return. Start getting cash back on every single purchase you make with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns 145 bucks per year and that could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip buy the flight you've been eyeing that game you've been wanting to go to or that fancy dinner you've been craving join over 50 million savers and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers including Lowe's Macy's Sephora Best Buy and more listen to me family Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code SOCIALPROOF when you register. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code SOCIALPROOF. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or Apple Store and use code SOCIALPROOF. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Oh. The average order value was $1 because all 10 people would invest a dollar. But now the average order value raises 
Because instead of these 10 people investing a dollar, these 10 people are now investing 38.116. That's a way to scale a business. I just offered more. You just offer more. Does that make sense? Y'all got it? Also, so we also raised the average order value by looking at by looking at the analytics, and this is important. We're saying, okay, well, what is the average time that someone stays in a program? And how can we reward someone for making an upfront commitment? So we added on the back end three months, six months, and 12 months. You can invest in the morning meetup three months, six months, or 12 months in advance. And the benefit is the, the higher the package you go, the less you're going to invest per month and moving forward. That's really cool. It's really cool. So if you want to invest up front, you ain't got to worry about the monthly and it's cheaper. So there are a certain percentage of people who take these. I don't have each one broken down, but there's a certain percentage of people who take one of these. So what I'm, what I'm implementing is raising the average order value. We got to raise the average order value. And that's the second way to scale a business. Third way to scale a business. Sell to your existing customers more frequently. Selling to the same people more frequently. That's the third way to scale a business. There are products that you use and then there's products that you use up. If you're selling a dishwasher, that's a product that you use. Now you have to replace it in a, in you know a few years. Some people get the same dishwasher for half a decade, six years, right? That's a product that you use. But if you're selling toilet paper, that's a product that you use up. You can't you can't use it forever. So this is why I'm I'm really really big on people. Um, setting up some sort of recurring revenue model because you want to, you want something that people use up. I thought it was genius. It, they did the little, I don't, I forgot the name of it, but they were selling the little colognes, but they put it on an auto, auto ship because we know you're going to use up this cologne. And some of us have training and coaching and that's a product that someone uses but you don't even have a model for them to use it up. Yesterday's information, not today's information. Yesterday's information is not today's information. So we need to set up models where people use it up, not just use it. Because that's the third way of scaling a business because you can sell to the same customers more frequently. And then we got to figure out retention. How can we keep people with us. Today, we are talking about how to hire slaves. This is the tutorial for anybody that's looking to hire slaves, okay? Anybody looking to hire slaves? I'm going to teach y'all how to do it. I, I'm a slave owner. I own slaves, believe it or not, okay? And no, I'm not talking about my children, even though 
uh, it's it's similar. It's similar. You know, they gotta do stuff around the crib, and then, I, but I don't pay. I pay them food and shelter. You know what I mean? I guess it's similar. I was a slave, right? My parents did the same thing. Uh, but today we're gonna talk about how to hire slaves. Now, what's cool is for those that are in the morning meetup, we know that the theme for the month is um, that that money is a slave. Money is your slave. You understand that? Y'all get that? That money is a slave. Does anybody have any dollars that are acting as slaves right now? I just wanted to let you know that money is a slave, okay? It is not your God. It is not your king. It is not your queen. It does not run your life. We don't cry over slaves. It's just, a, it's, it's just, I'm just trying to tell you, it, today we're going to talk about how to hire slaves. Now, what's cool is people that are coming onto the Zoom late, they're going to be totally lost and they're going to hate me and they're going to take a sound bite from what I say and they're going to try to cancel me. <laughs> so the fact that somebody's going to come on in about 10 minutes and they're going to be like, what the heck is going on here? <laughs> That's going to be funny. Okay. So just watching in the chat, people that come on. And um, I'm sure somebody's going to be in the chat like, oh, whoa, 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 what's going on here? You late, fam. And I'm not even here to explain it to you. Okay, so money is a slave, and I'm going to teach you how to hire slaves. Okay, so the first thing is, okay, before you get into the slave trade, you've got to start learning about slaves. Don't just jump into the slave trade and just like, yo, I'm going to get some slaves. There needs to be a personal development process that goes through. You know, before you like start learning, do you know where the slaves, where to buy the slaves? Do you know like the paperwork that you need to sign to make sure that when you buy this slave, you just like, are you buying a slave or are you just renting a slave? I think there's a personal development process that must go on before you even get into the trade, the slave trade. Is this something that you want to do? Or this is a good question. Is this something that you want to do? Do you want to be a slave owner or would you prefer to do the work yourself? If you don't want to manage, if you don't want to manage, you can go do the work yourself and you don't need slaves. Not everybody needs to be this high level investor where you're sitting back on a beach and you got slaves that are going to like get stuff done for you and bring back other slaves. You don't need to do that. You can do all the work yourself, but I want you to ask yourself the question, am I okay learning and growing through the process of becoming a slave owner, or do I just want to do all the work myself? In doing all the work yourself, nothing wrong with it. There are people who said, I don't want to own slaves. I'm not into it, and that's okay. But for those that do want to own slaves, I'm going to teach you how to do it, okay? All right, cool. So, I need you to talk to some other slave owners. <laughs> Make it a point to start to ask people if they're slave owners or not. Because different slave owners operate differently. They'll tell you the ups and downs of being a slave owner. So this week, this week, one of your homeworks is, I want you to talk to 10 slave owners. Those who have their money 
working for them. Okay, find some investors. The key word is investor. So silently on your, your uh, 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 behind your mute button, just put, I'm going to find some slave owners. Say it loud so that your spouse in the other room can hear it. <laughs> I want to find some slave owners. I need to find slave other slave owners. This is your homework. Five. I want you to interview five slave owners. Okay? Those that are proficient in the slave trade. <laughs> it's the people lost. They just came on. This is awesome. I'm excited. You should have came on top. I want you to interview five. Okay? And this is not for those who have a podcast. This is for everybody. It's not just for people who have a podcast. I want you to like, if you know you got some slave owners in your family, call them and say, yo, tell me about this slave trade. Tell me how you have some money working for you to where you don't have to do the work. Tell me about that. So y'all committed to have a conversation with five, Bren, you going to find five slave owners? You going to find, Bren? Um... <laughs> I know this conversation is super uncomfortable. I was like, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna find five people that have money, sure. But I'm not <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's the people that are super duper uncomfortable. I get it. I get it. Um <laughs> okay, cool. So I want I want you to like really kind of learn how the slave trade works constantly, changes constantly too, okay? Because it constantly changes. It constantly changes. The Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. The way that money goes out and comes back in constantly changes. So I want you to study. This is a personal development journey that I truly want you to understand. I'm going to stop. I mean, not use the word slave so much. Okay. <laughs> I'll not use the word so much, but I, want, I, want, I really, really want you to like truly learn this process. Because I know when I was working at the Cheesecake Factory, I never even had this conversation with anybody. You know what I mean? Like I didn't, I didn't even think of my money as like it's supposed to go out and then produce for me. I thought I had the I had the mentality of I have to go work hard if I want to make money. In my mind, I'm thinking the harder I work, the more money I make. Then I realize the harder I work, the less money I make. It's crazy. Like if I, I really started to think about this thing, the harder I work, the less money I make. 
the less I work, the more money I make. Think about it. Think about the hardest work you've ever done in your life. Think about it. Chances are, for the most part, and let me let me just keep this muted. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished. I got it, Dave. Right. Okay, thank you so much. Um, I, I think think about the hardest work you've ever done, the hardest job you've ever had, where you worked the hardest. Just throw it in the chat real quick. You probably come to the realization. That was probably the least amount of money you've ever made. It is what it, it's just one of those things, man. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's like the person at the company who works the hardest makes the least. The person who can communicate and doesn't have to physically work as hard and they have the ability to think and manage people and they have these certain skill sets because if I'm physically working, my skill sets can't work. Meaning, the harder you work, the less money you'll make, period. This is a law. I want, and I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna keep like the, I'm, I'm gonna keep it ringing. So, slaves worked the hardest, made nothing. But then there were like some overseers Right, they still had to be out in the hot sun and do the hard work of like managing. Right, they was poor, and let's let's clear this up. It wasn't just black people that were slaves. Okay, white slave owners own white slaves too. Okay, just just to be super clear about that. But whoever worked the hard, the people that were in the house. The owners, they did nothing. Greatest benefits. Okay. So the moral of the story, put it in the chat. Stop working so hard. Put it in the chat. Stop working so hard. Okay. Number two. Number two. You have to be a good steward over the slaves that you have. You've got to be a good steward. First, we've got to understand how this slave trade works. How do we put money into something? And they get the money back. So we got to talk to some people and just walk up to them and say, hey, are you a slave owner? Is your money your slave? How does this process work? That's number two. That's number one. Number two is you have to be a good steward over the slaves that you have. So you have some money. You have some. But you're abusing it. You can't, you can't expect for your harvest to grow. You can't. And you're abusing your slaves. You can't mistreat. You can't mistreat the slaves, and you expect them to be as productive as possible. That's why. Okay, I'm not getting into like the whole Willie Lynch thing, but for for you to be productive, it's imperative that you're at least a good steward over the ones you got. Treat the ones you got. The, the money that's in your pocket right now. Let's be a good steward over it. Do you keep letting your do you keep letting your slaves run away? Like it's like at the at the beginning of the week, you have a certain amount. At the end of the week, you have less. They just keep on running. 
They just keep running away from you. It's crazy. We're not even monitoring the process. Okay, okay. You have to monitor the health of the ones that you have right now, okay? A healthy process produces healthy results, okay? So you need to be a good slave owner, a good manager of money. Y'all cool with that? How many people are terrible? Like your slaves just keep running away. <laughs> How many people? You just, I mean, you just, I need, I, I just, I don't know. Every time I look up, I got less. And it seems like I'll get some more than I look up and I got less. And I don't even know where it went. Here's what's crazy. The slave will escape and you don't even go try to find it. Like you don't even... You don't even like at the end of the week try to find out where the money went. Okay. Okay. Number three. Number three. You have to have some work for them to do. You've got to find some work for them to do. That's a part of number one where I said one of the first things you got to do is you have to interview other slave owners. Find out what they're doing with their slaves. And then you find some work for them. Now, I don't care what it's going to be. You need to acquire um, um, you've got to start the process of acquiring. Okay. So look, you're 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 feeding them, housing them, clothing them, clothing. If 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 you have slaves, let's say you have some money, right? And you don't do anything with it, you're actually losing money. Have anyone noticed the price of everything went up? Have you noticed that? Or when you get when you go to buy something, you just complain, oh, I'm not paying it. What? Why? Hold on. Why is it so high? That's the way of the world. That $100 that you had last year is not necessarily the same $100 that you're going to have this year. It weighs, it doesn't weigh the same. You can't get, with $100, you can't buy all the stuff this year that you could have bought last year with $100. Things are more expensive. Meaning, if you earned $100 last year and you still have that same $100, you lost money. I'm telling you. Imagine if you have a field and you have slaves and you don't you don't do any you don't have them working but you got to feed them house them clothe them you're just having them you're losing money if there's no productivity okay this whole conversation if you're just joining is how to hire slaves so get comfortable with it uh, i think it's the best way to make money <laughs> i think the best way to make money if they have servants. Y'all going to use the word servant? Is that better? Or y'all y'all okay with the word slave? Here's, here's, my, here's my objective for you. I really, really want it to burn in your brain that money is a slave. I really serve as much better. <laughs> they slave, 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 slave. <laughs> yeah, y'all are hilarious, yo. <laughs> and then your servants. 
I want this thing to burn in your brain. I hope that you get offended today, but tomorrow you look at the dollars in your pocket and you say, yo, why is this not doing anything? Why is it not working for me? Oh my gosh, the money, you mean to tell me the money in my pocket is actually losing me money by sitting there? Just on the field? Just being there? Goodness gracious. Listen, even if you're not sure, even if you're not sure what you want your slaves to do or your servants to do, try something. Give them something to do. Give them something to do. If there's nothing left to pick in a field, there's nothing left to clean, have them do something, which means we can set up a Coinbase account and put a cup. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Couple dollars into something. Shouts out to everybody. The first time you invested was Dogecoin because you saw everybody doing it, which I'm excited about, actually, because you started the process of at least giving them something to do. And I think stocks is the easiest thing to do because you don't have to buy a whole house. You don't have to buy a whole car. You can take a couple of dollars and put it into something. And let's just see if it grows. I just want you to start the process. It's the, I think, just me, stocks and cryptocurrency is the easiest way to start practicing this whole slave owner process. Anybody got some stocks or cryptos? I got some of that stuff. Good. If not, I mean, look, y'all, y'all gotta hit Winifred. Miss Awaru. You gotta hit her up. She'll teach you how to how to at least start the process of slave ownership. Because you'll be surprised how you'll put some money into something. And then you'll see, wow, I put my my wife said I, I bought it. She, I, she had like $100 or $200 or something like that. She put it into a stock uh, maybe a year, year and a half ago. And every now and again, she'll go look at it. She said, oh, my gosh, it's up. <laughs> I turned her into a junior slave owner. It's so cool to watch something. You put some money in and then you look up and then it's worth more. It's crazy. But the fact that we can't see how we put $100 into a bank and it's actually worth 94 cents later because you can't see it, it's not as shocking. Okay. All right. Y'all going to be some good slave owners, I tell you. Number four, you got to get the slaves to work together. <laughs> One slave can do a job, but two can get the job done much faster. It's actually, some will call it compound interest. You could invest $10 into something. But if you put $20 into that same something, you could probably get to your goal of making more money a lot faster. It's compounded. So some of you should probably start the process. Let's just say, and again, I'm not, I'm not like promoting, I don't have no course on stocks or crypto or whatever. I just like it. 
because if there's a if there's a a cryptocurrency that you believe in, let's just say, and you've done some research, you talk to some sl- other slave owners, they're like, "Yo, I put my I put my slaves to work in ADA, Cardano, and look, it's working. That's where I put my money. And you like, yo, I'm gonna do the same thing. I ain't got a whole lot of money, but I got twenty bucks. However, what I'm going to do is I'm gonna take the twenty dollars. And I'm going to put $20 into that every single time I get a paycheck. You get the slaves to work together. 120 is better than no 20s. 220 is better than 120. So check this out. If a stock is $10 and you buy one stock and it's $10. And next time you turn, you look around, it's $15. You're like, oh crap, I earned $5. Well, if that same stock is $10 and you bought two of them, you spent $20. Well, we turned that 20 into 30, meaning you made $10, not five. But we got to keep that process going of investing. Okay? It's called compound interest. Don't be afraid to slowly scale your slaves' efforts. How many people just put it in the chat like, I wish he would stop using the word slave? <laughs> oh, so mad at me right now. I, you'll be uncomfortable right now, but you, I, I, I promise you, you're going to remember this conversation because the word choice is so strong. Um, you can use it. I've tuned it out. <laughs> Good. Okay. All right, cool. Anyway. All right. Number five. No, number five. Okay. Let me get off this IG live real quick because they ain't, they're not members. Um, okay. There we go. All right, number five, you have to monitor your slaves. You have to monitor your slaves. You got to watch them. You got to watch them. How do you know if it's working or not? I'm okay, so it was, I got to admit. So I invested some money into like Coinbase and I was, I was buying, I was buying some cryptocurrencies. But the app gave me anxiety. I was sick because we was on a we was in a dip. That joy just kept every time I turned around, it was down. I was upset. So I had to delete the app because I was getting too emotional. <laughs> I just deleted the app and I said, I'm not gonna look at this thing anymore because I'm getting anxiety. But now I've matured to know that I'm not pulling the money out anyway. So whatever happens, ups and downs and sideways and just stays the same, whatever, I'm mature enough to know. Now that I'm watching it though, the ones that I believed in yesterday, when they drop today, I buy a little more because I'm because now, now I know it goes up and down and 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 up and down. When it's down, I remember, oh crap, it's going up. So I'm gonna buy some more. When it's up and it goes down, I remember when it starts going up, I'm like, oh, well, great. The time I bought when it was down, it's up now. But it all comes from monitoring. You have to monitor your slaves. Is it working or is it not working? Are they working? Are they running away? You got to watch and make adjustments. So whatever your whatever vehicle that you put your money in, you have to monitor the growth. Okay, which slaves are most productive? There are some things that um, there are some 
some uh, 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 some I have my money in some different stuff. Some of it's working, some of it's not working. The stuff that's not working, I pull it and I say, "Hey, slave, you don't have to do that job anymore. I want you to I want you to go do. I, I want you to join your friends in this particular investment." Some it's okay to cut losses sometimes. Now, it's a very fine line. I feel like you need a coach to help you decide that, though, because some of you guys are going to quit on a business project that you're investing in only because you feel like it's not working right now. And you're going to quit when actually it's working. But you need to make some adjustments. So we we jump from 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 uh, investment to investment, from investment to investment, and we never get a chance to go through the very first thing that I said, yo, let's just figure out how to be a good slave owner. But you're not going to be a good slave owner. And Tell you once own slaves, put some to work, find out what works, find out what doesn't work. But we got to stay in something. But just know if it's something that like I use, I use Acorn. I really like Acorns. So it's a group of professionals that their whole business is predicated on getting their investors results. If too many people don't get results, they go out of business. I feel comfortable with that. So Every single week, I have a particular uh, amount that goes out of my account and goes into that Acorns account. They go trade the money and they bring it back. I like that. I like that. And that's been working. Okay. Lastly, well, I guess it, so they had this thing called Hiring Day and Heartbreak Day. And it was typically New Year's Day. And on this day, they decide whether, um, whether, you're going to stay with me. You're going to be my slave or I'm going to trade you. And every now and again, we come to the carpet and we say, am I going to stop doing something? Am I going to cut off a business? Am I going to cut off some of my efforts so that I can put my time, energy and resources into something else? Or am I going to stick this thing out and we're going to make some adjustments? This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. I'm going to put you, I'm going to put you into breakout rooms real quick, okay, real quick. I'm going to put you into a few breakout rooms. And I want you to talk about the slaves that you own, if any. And if you don't have any, say, yo, I don't own these slaves. None of my work, my, none of my money is working for me. But we just want to have a quick conversation, quick conversation. Let's see, 40, I guess 40 is the max. 40 rooms is the max. We can't, maybe can't go up. I'll right, try this, okay. It's 50, gonna, 50 is the max. Okay. Sometimes the joint gets janky, right? Yeah, it does. It won't go up. You have to like type it in. Okay. If you're in a room with Bryn, don't use the word slave. Okay. <laughs> She's like, yo, bro, why would you name it this? All right, cool. So I'm going to create some breakout. I just want you to have the conversation real quick. This is going to be real quick. Real quick. I don't need no introductions. I don't need no backstories. I want you to say, hey, I'm Bryn. Some of my slaves do this. You cool with that? All right. This is going to be real quick, real quick. All right. And I'll bring y'all back. All right. All right. Let's go to the rooms. Open all rooms. All right. Cool. Cool. Can y'all see it? Y'all see it? Do y'all see it yet? Do y'all see it? Y'all see Y'all see it yet? Mm, 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 mm. No, no. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. Try now. Yes. There we go. All right. Cool. Tell me you see it. Y'all see it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Go to the room real quick. I just want to know how your slaves are working out for you. Okay. Just have the conversation with your, uh, your friends and family. 
Okay. Real quick, real quick. Go on, hit the button. Go on, hit the button. Go on, hit the button. Hit the button. Hit the button. Y'all see? Oh, oh, y'all can't unmute yourselves. Okay. Go on, hit the button. Go on, hit the button. Hit that button. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hit that button, fam. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the rooms real quick. Let's go to the rooms real quick. If you like the video that you just watched, click this one. You're going to like this one, maybe even more. Click it right now. The Enhanced American Express Business Gold Card is designed to take your business further. It's packed with features and benefits like flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business, 24-7 support from a business card specialist trained to help with your business needs, and so much more. The Amex Business Gold Card, now smarter and more flexible. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 